Hey you, today is Monday, April 25th. Welcome to or welcome back to Keisha's house. I'm Keisha and as always, I'm so glad you stopped by. Now, if you're new here, I'd like to take a moment to share what we do. Every Monday, we reflect on our past week's quote and we grade the week. Then we focus on this week's quote and we use it for motivation and inspiration to set a plan for the week ahead. In the end, we also discuss a few highlights from the book of the month. Okay, a lot to talk about today, so let's jump in. Last week's quote was, Some days you just have to create your own sunshine. Some days you just have to create your own sunshine from Sam Sunquist. So how did you do this past week? Were you able to set aside folks' negativity and create your own sunshine, create your own light? Last week, we discussed how I shared how I, I, I have my kids watch this music video of the song, This Little Light of Mine, and it, it shows this little light bulb marching down the street in the dark in every step it takes. It's sharing and sending out light. Were you able to do this? this past week, were you able to be bold and shine bright and make your own sunshine? If I had to give myself a grade for last week, I'm going to give myself a B plus. And this is why. I did great throughout the week. I'm actually in a class this week, which is an interesting dynamic, trying to work at your desk, but be virtual in class all at the same time while trying to figure out the best method to let folks know that you're unavailable for a set period of time. There's some challenges there, but if I had to give myself a grade, I'm giving myself a B plus because like I said, I did great at the beginning and through middle of the week, but when I got to the end, there was a comment made to me that kind of dampened my mood. So we really have to be careful about knowing how folks around us can affect our energy, affect our productivity just off of a few words that they may say to you. And do I think those words are meant to be malicious? No, not at all. But I allowed them, those words, to impact me for a set period of time throughout my day that wasn't necessary. So this is one of those skills that I think that we have to continue to develop as we move forward. And that's okay. It's been identified. And that's the beauty about giving ourselves a grade each week. Because one, as you know, we don't fail here. You can get an A, a B, or a C, but we don't fail at life because life can get difficult. 
and it throws us curveballs. But the fact that you are getting up each and every day, you're winning. But we give ourselves a grade so we can box the past week. Really just kind of put a label on it and then we can chip it away. We're done with it. The last week is now in the past. So although I'm giving myself a B plus, it's not something I'm dwelling on. I identify the areas that can need a little bit of tweaking as we move into this week. And I've identified that, you know what? I really have to be aware of what is said to me. And then I need to be aware of how it's affecting my mood quicker. And by doing that, I'm just getting stronger in my resiliency. So what grade did you give yourself? You decide what the grade is. You know you're going to A, a B, or a C. Identify the areas that need adjustment. Make those adjustments and set the past week aside. And that's it. We're now into this new week. So if I had to tell you about this new week's quote, I first have to start off with telling you a bit about the author. Now, it's really interesting when you are looking, actively seeking quotes, you stumble upon people that you don't think you may have ever heard of before. And that's how I felt this week. So this individual is Harvard educated. They have had number one best selling books virtually and is a number one best selling author. This person has been featured globally across major publications and they are the owners CEO of a major marketing agency so the individual is Jeremy McGilvery again by doing this by seeking the authors of these words you stumble upon people that you would never have known before. It's really fascinating. And this individual said the following, you get what you focus on, so focus on what you want. You get what you focus on, so focus on what you want. There's a lot to unpack here. So as we were ending last week as it was wrapping up I knew I wanted to discuss something this week about balance but I wasn't sure if balance was the right word so I was sitting in church yesterday and as I was listening to my bishop he brought up focus and it was like a light bulb went off that's it that's what we need to focus in (laughs) on this coming week the word focus because when you're focusing you tend to balance yourself so you don't fall off course now as I mentioned there's a lot to unpack here so let's start peeling it back the quote again is you get what you focus on so focus on what you want Let's start with the word want. There are wants and there's needs. 
I'm sure someone has always given you that lesson, probably when you were a child. You go into a store and you say, but I want this. And your guardian would say, is it a want or is it a need? And just by asking that question, we're forced to take a step back and to really focus on, hmm, what category does this item actually fall under? Is it something that I have to have because I want it? Or is it something that I have to have because it's something I need? And based on that quick little scale, will determine, especially if you're working within a budget, if that was something, that item was something that you were going to leave with. But my question to you is, especially as an adult, are you doing what you want to do? Or are you doing what is expected of you to do? Do you want to be going after that promotion at work? Or are you happy with doing the job that you're doing right now because it provides you balance and you're good at it? Do you want to be working on certain projects? Do you want your house to have that back patio? It it, it sounds silly, but there's just so many things that we say we want. Do you want an RV? Do you want a new car? What is it that you want that's just for you? Quick story. So when I drop my twins off at daycare, I am blessed to drop them off at a facility that has staff that genuinely care about the well-being of the children and I know that my boys feel loved on when they're there because as soon as they walk in they see the ladies in the morning because we get there pretty early and they immediately run in they give hugs they give hugs so one of the ladies I've learned it, a, a little bit about each of them and we tend to have our little jokes and we chat in the morning before I leave and she was saying when she was a child she was bullied beautiful woman beautiful and just saying how she was bullied and, and I was shocked she has such an amazing personality and she was talking about her car and she has this little red sports car it's so so cute and she's like oh have you ever seen my car because she loves the colors red and black and I said, no, I haven't. So she told me about it and she just lit up. And she was saying how she wants these new rims to go on it. Because she had these others, they were okay. And they lasted for the time that they needed. But she really, really wants these red, these black rims to go on her red little sports car. So I left that day. I went and as I was driving, I looked in the parking lot to find the car. It is absolutely the cutest thing. And the next day I came back and I let her know, hey, I saw the car. Super, super cute. Love it. And again, she talked about wanting these rims. Well, she's going to get her rims. But it's something that is so simple that it's a want for her. And you may be thinking, well, Keisha, it's only rims. But it brought her joy. It brought her joy. And not only are those rims going to bring her joy, 
it's a reminder for her that she is worthy, that she's wonderful, that she deserves. And although it's a want, she now knows, and and she and I had this conversation, she now knows how to love herself. When years ago, children were trying to tear her down to tell her not to. Those rims mean so much more. Yes, they're a want, but they're a constant reminder for her to love herself and enjoy life. I say that because when you are focusing on what you want, you're going to get there. I believe you're going to get it. If you're focusing on it, I believe you're going to get to that finish line. Just when you get to that finish line, is it going to be the outcome that you want? Is what you're going to achieve what you actually want? Because when you focus, not only is it going to help you balance so you don't fall off course, it's going to take you time. We don't get time back. And if we don't get time back, make sure that when you get to that prize, you get to that want, you get to that desire. It's truly what you wanted and you didn't waste your time. But I said before, there's a lot to unpack here in this quote. I looked up the definition of focus and the definition of focus is the following. Focus is defined as the center of interest or activity, the center of interest or activity. So I see this in two different segments. First, it says the center of interest. And when I think of to the center of interest, I'm thinking of the mind. For some reason, I really focus on the mind here. And when I read to center, the center of activity, I think action. So we have the mind and we have action. So I started to break down the synonyms of the word focus and I came across center, focal point, center of attention, pivot, sharp, and crisp are all synonyms of focus. And the two words that stood out to me the most was pivot and crisp. And I felt like they both connected well with those two different segments I mentioned within the definition of focus. So if we bring our attention to that first segment of the definition of focus, the center of interest, I connect that to the synonym crisp. Do you remember going to the doctor's office, the optometrist, and as you're looking through their equipment, they start to adjust and they keep asking you what looks best. But the reality is you tend to go with the image that looks the most crisp. And when you get there, you say, oh, that, that is most in focus. I think that's the same way with the mind. When we're focusing on a project, we're focusing on our lives. We don't always know what tomorrow is going to hold. In fact, we, we don't. We assume. 
but we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen in a year, five years, or 10 years from now. But what I can assure you is that if we can identify now what we truly want as we move forward in our weeks that turn into months and that turn into years, everything will slowly come into focus. Whether you're a believer or not, I'm a believer, so I think God. God focuses my life. I think of him as that optometrist who is making those shifts and adjustments to the image in front of me so I can see clearly. And in the next segment of focus, again, the center of activity, the synonym that I think connects well is that pivot. When I think of pivoting, I think of basketball. Now, believe me, I am not coordinated for basketball. But I remember when I was a student and I would be in gym class and we would have to learn about all these different sports. And we learned that you had to keep your foot in one spot as you're moving and dribbling. Because if you move both feet, I believe, oh, for you basketball lovers out there, let me know. I believe that means you're traveling, but you can't do that right? You got to get to where you're getting to and then you got to pass the ball or shoot. But you can pivot. So pivoting is keeping one foot in, in, in the spot. And as you move, that foot stays where it's at because you're pivoting from left to right or back. I connect that with the segment of the definition of focus, the center of activity, because it's a little different than that first segment. To me, focusing is being able to pivot. You know, they'll say you got to pivot on a dime. You got to be able to turn and pivot and adjust because sometimes what you need to be focusing on may actually be behind you or maybe to the left or the right of you. So you have to be willing to pivot and be ready. That leads me into the book of the month. The book of the month is Leadership Lessons of the Navy Seals. This is going to be the last week of this book. And it's written by Jeff Cannon and John Cannon. And we're in chapter three, lesson nine. And lesson nine is titled as Get Comfort with Chaos. So you may be thinking, well, Keisha, this week we're talking about focusing that is the quote for this week why would we then talk about chaos because I also mentioned that there has to be balance so if we're going to talk about focusing on our wants we also have to realize that we can focus and focus and plan and plan but something may always happen that we didn't plan for and yes we have to pivot to stay focused But we also have to learn how to get comfortable with chaos. So one theme that you get if you're reading this book, you quickly learn that Navy SEALs never go into any mission without extensive research. They research and they plan and they practice and they plan. 
and they think of every possible scenario. But the reality is, although they take so much time in preparation, they are all well aware that once they're actually into the mission, that a situation may happen that they did not account for. Even though they are thoroughly researching and coming up with different scenarios to practice. So what does that mean? In the book it says, can you actually predict what's going to happen? Not always. Will you know ahead of time which response will work? Rarely. All you can predict for sure is that there's going to be change. All you can predict for sure is that there's going to be change as you're focusing and as the hours and the days and the weeks and the months and the years go by, as you focus on your wants, be prepared and aware that things will change and you have to be willing to pivot and adjust. Because it says here, the people who are successful are those who can adapt to new business environments, new business demands, and new business needs. Those who can handle chaos survive. Those who can't, don't. Stay focused on what you want, truly want. But while you're focusing with your mind, your attention, and your time. Be willing to pivot. Be willing to adjust on a dime because change is coming. Sometimes change may be years from now or change can be in the next 20 minutes. But be aware that there is something that you did not plan for that will come your way, that will require you to pivot. And as you're pivoting, You're going to have to adjust so you can stay focused. Because those who can handle chaos will survive. And we survive and win here. I'm excited to hear what you have to share next week. I'm excited to share with you next week. Remember the quote. For this week, you get what you focus on. So focus on what you what you want. Have a great week. Till next time.